In this day and age, we're enlightened enough to allow bestiality. The Sunday Skypers. Burning Beards. And we should probably be slate-centric first, since yeah. Ari's got a limited time. So I'm, I've been debating about this, about my rewriting of mine. Do, does Oof Kill vow revenge on the evil spirit? Well, it's uh, in a brewery. I don't know what you would want to do. It's your priority, right? Um, evil elf spirit thing killed one of my my apprentices, wounded severely wounded one of them, and killed Scully, and it's still in that brewery. And you lost a really nice hammer. X. Axe. Mm-hmm. I lost. I lost Oathbreaker, or you know, not Oathbreaker, a Traitor Breaker. Oh, that that seems pretty motivating to go <laughs> back in and burn. Well, no, but this time I have to convince the prince. Actually, you know, actually, I need to talk to the hippy dippy dwarf because he probably got does magic. I think I will do that. I hate to say it, but this is going to be top of Oof Kills Mine. Solve Fandral's ghost problem. That'll be interesting to see how that works out. <laughs> I think we can hold on to that. Interesting. Vandal, you bumped the belief about helping Ovkel with the breweries. There seem to be other more urgent. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. So uh, if we go to Slate, what do you remember and what are you interested in pursuing? He still has to pursue that blackmail on Roar. To, to, to be clear, you don't have to. It just means uh, I get to award greed... Um, Greed attests to you for, for not taking the risk. It's, it's kind of like having, for, for a dwarf that craves power, it's kind of like having a golden ticket in your hand and not using it. Because, <laughs> because you might burn your hand if you, if you, or something. Uh, mm. Bad analogy, but you know. But I mean, there's a, a pretty badly burnt dwarf just carted into camp. And I believe you have just returned yourself. Yeah, I uh, just returned. Yeah, but was it Ty or Froomey, or who did you go with? Ty, I Ty. believe. Mm. I think I said you ran into the remaining scouts, like, on your way back, because for some reason I was manically determined to get you all into Scoria ASAP. But I should stop doing that and just let your beliefs determine. Well, it's like hurting dwarves. You know? It's all very <laughs> difficult. Well, if you don't want to go into Scoria now, I can't very well force you. That's not how this game works. <laughs> oh, but you keep introducing other stuff that we got to go take care of. Well, you don't got to take care of it, but but apparently you do. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we should just kill the Tor, and then we won't have to worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could ha- all help Slate out with belief writing. Assuming this is something you want to pursue, right? Taking care yeah. of the burn of using the, the blackmail stuff. I don't know. You could have completely different priorities personally, and I shouldn't dictate that. No, you're, you're actually right. I don't have completely uh, different priorities. My my current priority is to, well, essentially do my job and, and then work on using that little bit of power that I got. That case, maybe the party where you score it, even one piece, you could you could add something like uh, uh, treat or, or save for the burned dwarf. We'll just call him Smokey. <laughs> Well, that's one new belief down. I haven't done much with stone bones lately. No, but I think the blackmail, you got it by way of 
Uh, protecting his secrets, I think. You were, you didn't really get a payoff because Fandral got, got Roar to spill the beans on what he'd been doing. So his whole play with getting the stone from, from Fandral was kind of, it, it was thwarted, but uh, you still have the stuff and you can still squeeze him. So my other belief should be use the blackmail on Roar to buy his loyalty? If you want his loyalty. I kind, of, I kind of want the chance to say, okay, you know, I know that you know that I know these things, but I don't want you talking, and I'm going to prove to you beyond just the blackmail that you really don't need to be talking because I'm good for it sort of thing. I'm, I'm, I'm good for the party, and blabbing on me and stone bones isn't going to get you anywhere fast. That sounds more like you want to persuade him that you're, you know, useful. Kind of, yeah. And if that's what you want to do, rather than blackmailing him, or both, I don't know. Kind of both, but yeah. So I'll just have, for for now, I'll have Persuade. Do you, th- do you think it's likely that he'll like you if you blackmail him? And would no. want you in the expedition? I'm just going to kind of tuck that bit of information under my cap, so to speak. Are you? Okay. So I'm going to Persuade for to like slash trust me. Oh, not Roar. Uh, Roar. I, I know the names are sort of similar, but... Okay, so those are my two new beliefs. Okay, but that that gives you two beliefs. That's excellent. Okay. And Flint has what? Well, let's see. We have our perennial dig-up information on the Goddardam family. We have uh, help solve Fandral's ghost problem, since that's recently uh, come up. And we ha- still have open the secret doors to Scoria Deep. Well, that all seems germane to the situation and, and immediate. So, um, yay! I'm Germaine. And don't <laughs> and don't forget, you also got got another family ring and another mystery that happened that happened someplace else. Opal clan attacking, or at least the Opal Brewers attacking, uh, attacking uh, your ancient relatives, or vice versa. Who knows? Well, the, all the details of that story have not been revealed to Flint yet. No, no, I, I told you that. Yeah, I, I, of course he was you, going. You, you told me while you were blathering, and there was a small right. dwarf at your feet. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, John, you revised the bottom belief. I will get revenge for the death of my apprentices at the hand of that evil spirit. How long right. are you going to get revenge on an evil spirit when you can't touch her? Is beyond. I will find those who who could possibly help me, like the hippy dippy dwarf. <laughs> So, uh, the smoldering, smoky dwarf survivor in a cart. The expedition camp is somewhat abuzz with this crazy news of, of, of spe- fire spirits or something. No one is quite sure. Ulf Kelly's raving and weeping, I guess. Well, I think he, that he gets all weeped out now. He's just sitting by, um, who, no, who's alive again? Fror? You're seeing my Fror's, uh, where he, and his cotton just, just sitting there. Completely quiet, not saying a damn thing, just sort of with this really morose look on his face. <laughs> I'm tempted to make this horrible, like, uh, stone bones, uh, coming over. It's like, look here, Slate, this is a, this is a textbook example of a bird. Slate's, Slate's gonna be like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, shut up. <laughs> And just here. That's it. Just a, just, just a, just a sigh. <laughs> I think probably a bunch of the, the other brewers are standing around with their, their caps and uh, helmets and, and whatnot in their hands, somewhat in the same uh, mood, while the rest of them are working double time to make sure that you are not falling behind on your brewing. Brewing. Mm-hmm. 
worrying. Well, at this, uh, point, at this point, I think Rory's probably dreading everything at this point. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> riding around like a crazy person. Okay, so uh, what's the prognosis to this guy burning dwarf in a cart? All right, so I don't, I I'm never going to remember the name of, so I'm just going to take Todd's advice and call him Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> After that, go over well with... <laughs> with Obviously, I'm not going to call him Smokey to his face. What? <laughs> we are a military company, and military mindset is everyone eventually gets a nickname, and it's usually not based upon your most appealing attribute. So, I mean, he's obviously 40%, 50% burns right now. Uh, yeah, pretty much half, half and half. Uh, he's pretty well scorched. And, you know, it's ugly and bubbly and uh, pussy and uh, black and Mm -hmm. sooty, and uh, he needs all kinds of attention. And I think it's going to take more than one surgeon to do to help him. Stormos is like, well, why don't you take a point on this one and I'll I'll, uh, I'll help you. We'll see how it goes. Obviously... I'm probably going to start by wrapping the burns because they need to be debrided and wrapped and all sorts of disgusting things. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure how to treat burns except uh, that. So uh, whatever you do, whatever stuff you apply, if you apply anything, would be within the the abstraction of a test. That I can't. Okay, B5. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I am encouraging. Soothing platitudes, <laughs> I suppose. I could... Um, can I fork that in or no? I think he's unconscious. It's not as good as it looks, son. Come on, just a w- little bit of a, like a tiny fork, like a cocktail fork. Well, this this is where you bring in like Flint, who has first aid, or maybe your mentor, <laughs> who may actually have some suitable yeah. skills. I don't know his 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 stats though. He can lend you two uh, surgeon chirurgeon dice. Absolutely, no worries. Okay, so. So I encourage you to, what's, what's my, uh... uh... Oh, here you go. You can fork in herbalism, field dressing, bloodletting, and apothecary. Most of that I don't have. Herbalism I have. Okay, you can buy... I guess I have it affection-wise, but... Well, considering well, you bur- Seems appropriate. So I can fork in herbalism. Do I want to, though? Traumatic wounds or severe wounds? That would be a severe wound. If you're using Karoji, that would be an orb, looks like, four. No, I want to do a really good job, so uh, I couldn't fork into that, could I? If you were setting bones, I'd say yes, but this is surface stuff, so... Um, well, I do have herbalism and infection-wise I can fork in. Absolutely, and you get two dice from um, from your Stone mentor. Stonebones is, of course, standing there, you know, stroking his beard, considering everything you do. Just clear up a rule for me, would you? Yes. Yes. Uh, forking in doesn't use the entire dice, it just uses one, right? Depends on uh, the number of uh, the, the stat number and the skill. So Herbalism, fiber, for example. If it's fiber above? Oh, three. No, okay. Below. In that case, it's one die. Yeah, so Stonebones stay there and Ufkel's sitting right across from you on the other side of the cot. Uh, before you can start, he re- Ufkel reaches out and puts his hand on your shoulder and says, Take care of him, please. I'll do my best. Uh, is Ufkel helping with some, in some way? That would be nice. Uh, I don't know how uh, Ufkil can help us. Uh... down because he's probably going to <laughs> I was just thinking, is there a way you could fork something in or help? Do you have first aid? Nope. I was just thinking something in the in the vein of course persuasion since you Yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. And on 
on Slate's shoulder, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I guess I can help then. I'll throw in a little course persuasion, you know. You guys save him, Slate. Okay, so <laughs> That's a challenging six. test for, for you then, old Kel. And you get right. to give, give uh, uh, Slate another die. So is that 10? It'd be 10d6, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> One, two. You can explode that six. One, two, three, four, four so far. Yeah, I'll explode the six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really? Okay, well, that's Oh, okay. nothing. But that's at least a fate point spent for um, uh, Kairoji. All right. Uh, and it should be a difficult test. Now I have zero fate points. Fantastic. You learn some of them back in some way, surely. You have four successes, and the obstacle was four. So uh, you, with everyone's help, successfully bind and treat Froor's wounds. So he now has a... A fighting chance to recover. I still haven't cool. saved him though, so I don't get to cross that out yet. Uh, you know, maybe I should test. Uh, I should test his. Um, see how it goes for him, just for fun. So that was fun be... for who? <laughs> for me, mostly. <laughs> but I mean, on the other hand, uh, I think that's, a <laughs> that's bit... what counts. <laughs> I think that's a bit shitty though, because your intent was to save him, right? Yes. Um, I don't want to step on that and just you know yank the rug out of your under your feet and go, ha. Huh. You succeeded, but you failed. So uh, I'm going to say you stabilize him. No worries. Okay. And while he's not back to, uh, like, he's not conscious, he he's going to be back to, you know, grumbling and his usual self in, like, a day or so. Now, still he... burned, still hurt, but uh, but he's going to live. Now, was okay, he... So, no. I'm, try... I'm sorry. I was just trying to remember if he was the one who actually got hit by the curse, or was it... Con... It was kind of the guy yes. hit by the Nope, nope. This is Fror was the one who took the chalice. I certainly know to say you may want to restrain him just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to restrain him now. Well, if he wakes up and gets up and starts running, running down the tunnels, it's up to you to catch him. Unless you see him first. Yeah, of course. Turns around, sees uh, the apprentices behind him. What are you doing there? Get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> they all scurry around and uh, just sort of jump out of their skin almost and um, get back to work. Uh, Stomo uh, looks to you and says, so what was that raving before? You were screaming about ghosts and, and, and other nonsense. Well, a, I thought he was burned. What happened? Yeah, there's some evil dwarf, no, evil elf spirit living in the Opal Brewery, or at least one of the Opal Breweries. And it has this, I don't know if it's, if it's attached to this cursed chalice or what, but it um, basically, why, it, yeah. Why, this, why do you want us to tie him down? Because he picked up the cursed chalice and was enamored by it. Insorcelled or whatever you want to call it. He uh, may want to go, he may want to go back and get it. He looks uh, a bit uh, <laughs> disturbed. It's not like he hasn't heard or seen this before. So, um, he nods to Slate and goes, perhaps you should take the, um, you know those those human silk bits we 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 paid for in Marl, and maybe um, just secure him to the side of the wagon. <laughs> All right, I guess I'm gonna go do that. We wouldn't want him to get up and and rip his bandages off or something. He probably looks a little bit like a mummy right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, so in the middle mummy of the dwarf. Night, yeah. Yeah, mummy <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere. <laughs> I don't want him going anywhere at all. Of course, I, I should talk because Ulfkill's probably got bandages across his face and uh, on his hands and so forth. So yeah, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not grabbing a paddle and stirring anytime soon myself. All right, good point. Did we treat you? Did we? Treat <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, you did. 
I got okay. treated, and technically I'm healthy, but I'm all bandaged up. Thank you, doctor. You know, he gives him gives him both a great, you know, pat on the shoulder, and he stops and looks and goes, ah, and grabs a hobie and gives you a hug. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they go and turns to stone bones, and stone bones holds out a cane, holds out something, says, you you know, shake the hand. <laughs> I don't mind a hug. I'm probably too busy to even realize I'm getting hugged. <sighs> now I gotta talk to I gotta talk to my to my to our prince. Stomp away. But I'll leave it. You know, we, if you got any more scene here for slate, we can finish that off here before we. I, I beard the beard the prince and his glare. Beard the prince. Oh dear. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you'll well, survive that. <laughs> It depends a little on, on whether uh, Slate wants to confer maybe with Stonebones about anything before he goes to mess with Roar, if he's messing with Roar. I'm, I'm not sure. Otherwise, yeah, I, can, think I'm go- I'm, I think I'm going to go talk to Roar. All right. But that would be a different scene then. All right. I guess uh, the Prince and Flint and the rest of the Axe Bears and Scouts uh, you've all returned. The scouts, the ones who had been uh, deprived and tortured, they're, they're being seen to by their fellows. Their wounds weren't that bad, except, for, of course, for the dwarf who was severely tortured. But they're, you know, uh, getting back up to... Uh, yeah, they're eating, they're filled and drinking and getting back to health. Where and what would uh, Flint and Fandral be doing now that you've returned? You have, of course, the surfacer dwarf with you. Unless you sent him somewhere. Fandral would be talking to him about, well, looks like you may get a chance to demonstrate any possible skills you can have against these vengeful spirits. Ooh. Oh, so suddenly that, that is, uh, that is, um, that may be tricky. I may need to gather some resources before that could be done. But I am, of course, at the expedition service. What resources do you need? Oh, I would not worry you or or attempt to um, bore you with the minutia of this human-inspired craft. It is uh, really very trite. Uh, I would need to go into the tunnels. And uh, I realize this may be a little hard or a little bit of a, a test of trust, but I would need to go alone. Flint holds up a finger, says, before you go, says, we need to sit and uh, have a little discussion, because I I think I can give you some information about this problem that will really help you towards solving it. I happen to uh, know these uh, locations uh, rather well. I was with the prince when we uh, ran into some of this trouble. Okay. If you don't mind, sir, I, I would like to... We haven't been to this, this brewery. When were you at this brewery, Flint? Oh, no, no, not not that brewery. I was referring to, uh, no, that's to the, our the vengeful other... spirit. We're going to go... Oh, there's more than one vengeful spirit. <laughs> I think they're somehow related. This one is our current problem. If we can get rid of it, then maybe we'll worry about the other. Of course, this is all going on before Wolf Kill Union shows up, so this is going to be interesting. <laughs> well, the rumor precedes him. Well, I told—I pretty much told Flint this, and I probably, mm-hmm. probably in, in earshot of the prince. You told us when you stumbled into camp, you told us all this. If the prince wants to deal with the other ghost later, we can do that. I just wanted to put it on the table. Hasn't been troubling us recently. It's behind us, so. <sighs> I still see him in my sleep, though. <laughs> okay, is that just a general mention, or or are you suggesting that you've told uh, anyone else but Bruno about the dream? It is 
an off-the-cuff, not, not necessarily revealing anything specific about a dream, more right. making it sound like I have nightmares about that experience. All right. Excellent. That's how I was taking it, yes. Yeah. So, taken well. <laughs> well, says Torer, the, the, the surface of dwarf, if you don't have any other interesting or germane information, then uh, if the prince wishes this done expediently, I could uh, go right away. Certainly. Uh, you may want to talk to Ulfkel since he was there. Maybe he'll have some further information for you. Which is probably when Ulfkel comes stalking in. Ah, just the dwarf we were looking for. <laughs> Good news, uh, the the our surgeons were able to to uh, stable to you know, make uh, Frost stable. They are restraining him because he is under this under this curse. Oh, even more of a reason to deal with this spirit. Yes, there's some sort of I don't know if the spirit. Or if it's a spirit chained to a chalice, there was this golden chalice which I couldn't cleave in two with with a with an axe. So I think <laughs> I think it's the cursed object. If we could destroy it, we might actually be able to free my man from the from the curse, and maybe even destroy or whatever the spirit. The strange sort of painted tattoo individual presents himself to you and says, "We have not been introduced. I'm Torer. Any." Uh, reaches forth a grubby uh, painted <laughs> oh, arm. Dear God, this, you know, this is like you know a hippie showing up in, in in the south. Because it sort of looks him up and down, and then does it once more again. Turns his head to the side a little bit, then thinks it's mighty neighborly himself. He puts his hand out gingerly and shakes the, his hand. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I have been charged by the prince to aid you with this spirit problem. Oh, are you a wizard? A wizard, no. Sorcerer? (laughs) I have some craft. A witch. (laughs) (laughs) A rune rune caster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I only scratched them. Labels are not important. I'm uh, only interested in helping. I don't know if, you, if anyone's heard of this chalice, and I, he, I'll try to describe the chalice as best. Well, it's probably burned into his memory. <laughs> <laughs> About the, the, the burning visage of Froar laughing yeah. madly. Yeah, I described the chalice as best I can and what it looked like. I don't know if anyone knows of it or is there any lore about it or anything like that, but uh, yeah, I do my best to describe it. I mean, I hit it with my axe, and all I did was dent a little bit. <laughs> It should be cleaved in two. Can I do an ancient history check to, uh... That is an example. Stuff-wise uh, might also work. I'll uh, fork in some uh, clan history, if that'll help. That, that could work, too. Especially if it turns out uh, Opal Breweries, their symbol is a chalice. One never knows. <laughs> uh, let's have uh, the, the prince test, and maybe Flint can help. Have a die. And this could be like a graduate test, or... Yeah, no, let's make it a three to identify reliably this this chalice. <laughs> As opposed to pulling something out of his arse. <laughs> Not that the prince has ever done that before. <laughs> of course, if you fail, your assertions might be erroneous or half right. That sounds fun. So we'll just go with the five die then. All right. Mm. Oh, the three. Huzzah! Well, okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to say a few things, and if you feel like modifying it or uh, adding to it, that's fine. Either one of you, since uh, you're both helping, or you're both testing. Uh, by the by, that was a... Uh, Routine. Test, yeah. 
for people you, I guess. Routine is good. We need more of those. So from what you remember, sometimes these ritual chalices would be exchanged as sometimes wedding gifts, sometimes tokens of good faith between clans. And the one Ulfkill is describing sounds like like an opal chalice that was famously given to them by an elvish envoy. Mm. That would explain the elvish spirit. Somewhere along the line, she got really peeved at the opals. Can you imagine why? (laughs) (laughs) The elves seem to have a lot of bad blood with our ancestors. Have you noticed that? Yeah, how much have we gotten from Ulfkel here on uh, how it reacted to different clan symbols? Oh, right. Did you oh, say yes. anything about how the spirit acted? Oh, yes. When I held up the opal, I actually found an, an amulet, well, necklace with the opal's uh, clan sigil on, and, uh, and she and she reacted sort of favorably to that. But then I was foolishly, I showed the ring, and I point to one of the rings. Are you wearing one of the rings? Of course. I, I showed her the one that, that or the or its mate, and oh, she just went livid. Flint <laughs> kind of like puts his hand over the ring. Really? <laughs> I I tried to uh, to to set some sort of I don't know anything about magic, so I tried to make some sort of protection and it didn't work. You have uh, some <laughs> mountain folk magic? Asks uh, the surface dwarf. No. Andrew laughs. Only in brewing. <laughs> well, that's what I wrote down. I wrote down the various, you know, I scratched with some charcoal onto a metal ray, onto a, a, a barrel hoop, some uh, scrolls of the goddess of brewing. Maybe, you know, if you're in a brewery, finding a spirit in a brewery, you know, it might work. It didn't. I rubbed my face with the bandages. <laughs> Could I perhaps have a look at this uh, necklace you spoke of? Ah, there's a problem. I threw it at the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) You throw everything away. (laughs) She reacted to it, so I thought maybe, you know... So you thought that you could banish her with dwarf. a piece of jewelry. <laughs> the surface of dwarf looking at Pandra like... <laughs> obviously, you need my help. <laughs> you know, the place was on fire. Anything wet was on fire. She made the wet wood burn. I was on fire, all right? More than once. <laughs> <laughs> so I was probably not thinking with, with me with me best thinking. <laughs> I'll give you a pass on that. You know what? Torer the surface dwarf he flicks you on the forehead and says that is an understatement. Oh, I have to make her. Do I have to make a roll? Maybe she's just punching him in the face right now. You don't have to roll anything. If you want to punch him, you can punch him. No, I very carefully just you know reach over and grab him by the nose and give it a twist. You don't do that. <laughs> I think that falls under um, impulsiveness. <laughs> I let go. <laughs> he looks like he's about to react, but then it's like he realizes he's in the company of the prince and the expedition that he means to earn money from. And basically all Ufkel's friends. Yeah. <laughs> Schools his features. And yes. <clears throat> a, little, a little nose tweak. It builds character. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I try to describe her the best guy I can. Pretty, smelled of nog. I'm sure that's what you remember. Yeah, she's pre- she was a pretty elven thing. She smelled of nog. Oh, a delicious nog. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> hey, I have to go with my... Remember, I'm a nog thief, you know? Yes, but you managed uh, to resist her charms. I things in my will. To be honest, I don't remember what, what, what she said, so it's going to be interesting what he's trying to remember what she said. In broad terms, she first invited you to drink from the chalice, and when you wouldn't, uh, when you rebuked her, she turned into the fire aspect, right, and started mm-hmm. going after all of you. And she says, like, when I showed her the ring, it was something like, how, how dare you, or how could you, all right. something like that. Words to that effect, like, it was even worse than my, re- when I, my, uh, damned her initially for trying to trick uh, me into drinking from the chalice. No one drank from the chalice. Trust me on that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Ufkel refusing a drink. Must have been serious. <laughs> I think oh. Sigibert sneakers <laughs> and then resumes voice. I, I haven't had a drink since last night. I think I'm sober. Is this what sober feels like? <laughs> <laughs> The clarity of thought. <laughs> the feeling of having your skin peel away slowly. DT. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, no. That's, that's burns. <laughs> Do you feel like you've relayed as much information as you can? Yeah, I think I have. From what I remember, so yes. But, uh, but then he turns it. But, but we have to go there. We have to destroy this thing and recover the bones and the bot or whatever is left of Scully and Kaim. They must have a proper burial. Well, I hope uh, this has been useful information for your magic. I sort of lean over in a stage. Craft. My, my craft, my liege, he says. And uh, I would like to see this burned dwarf survivor, if that were possible. Well, they were, they were strapping him down onto the cart, so he couldn't get up and run away if he woke up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. By your leave, I shall go and, um... Oh, no, you're not, you're not going away. We're all going with you. It's, it'd be good for the good for the prince to comfort his, uh, one of his company, I guess, even though he's unconscious. <laughs> oh, I do wish to remind you, in preparation for this, I will need to be alone. But I could always call upon you when, well, before I go to the brewery. Yes, let us know when your preparations are complete. Thank you. I will. So he trundles off toward uh, the cart, way over there. Yeah, of course, he leans over and s- says in a, hor- in a stage whisper, Who the bloody hell is that? <laughs> so we need to have your the scouts who have come back. They should kind of spread the word about what happens if they listen to this guy and let the greed get the better of them and go off with him. And, you know, it doesn't turn out well. I think that should be a lesson to any others who would listen to this this uh, surface dwarf, and uh, he may try to do something like that again. He's from the surface leech? Obviously. <laughs> I'll have that, explain, a... that explains a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, strange offers from strange dwarves should be taken with a large flagon. Oh, before I forget, I should give you... you have your maps? We Because I, I, well, basically, Scully would be the best one, but Poor Scully. <laughs> yes, and you, what are you doing taking off with one of my Uh-oh. men? Oh, I didn't actually want to bring him. He decided to come along. He just he decided on his own to come along with us. I basically, I just needed a, a pointer which way to go, and he said he's going he's to show the ways. 
I took about his author. I, I, um, what the fuck's falsehood? <laughs> Scully yeah. there to defend himself. <laughs> no, he did. Remember? Don't you? You don't remember? Yeah, Scully pretty much said he's. You weren't actually out. allowed to go. Rower's orders. Uh, yeah. But you managed to convince Scully that uh, it would be rewarding if he helped you out. Yeah, I do so have. Do you have falsehood? Yeah, I'm still learning falsehood. Well, are you? Do you mean to lie, or are you just confused? I'm confused because in, in my mind, you know, Scully offered to, to assist and help and come along with us. Uh, well, okay, I'm just going to say yes to the other dwarves and say that this seems a bit odd. Clearly, Ofkel is not really himself. He's sober. Yeah, for one. <laughs> <laughs> If I know the good sergeant, he probably uh, came along to make sure you didn't get yourself killed. I that sounds more like it. The the thing is, uh, if you get your maps, I can try to remember the way there, so we can at least find on the maps where you know where it is, so we have a better better idea how to approach it. I, th- I think uh, you could help them, you know, mark the stuff down. I have no map skill. I have. I'm still learning tunnel wise. I, I I actually would imagine with me closing my eyes and then resetting the route we took. This would really be flavor, since uh, I mean, yeah, you yeah. be able to remember. So uh, should we cut up to uh, uh, slate and possibly yes. roar? I don't know if if you want to make uh, a direct attempt to impress him or convince him or what you would prefer. I'd like to see whether or not he can be convinced first. Hmm. Okay. So how would you go about that? I think... What what did you write in the belief? Persuade him to like slash trust me. So why don't I help him do something he's doing right now? I mean, what is he doing currently? I would imagine he is looking over all of the patrols and uh, and guard posts, and he's probably chewing out... No, he's not. He's uh, probably helping nurse the scouts back because he feels really guilty. That would be the case, yeah. So he's with the, with the scouts that have just returned, coming back from his various rounds. Okay, so I could bring him a drink and cart along my first aid supplies, sort of make a, make a big deal out of helping him and his scouts and just making sure everyone's okay and maybe actually get to talk to him. All right, well, uh, you get somewhat a cold reception when you arrive. Uh, he seems mm, a little preoccupied and busy, and, you know, you're not necessarily his favorite person. So how do you approach him? Well, I'm going to approach him with Lead a drink. Beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to approach him beer first. Oh, um, what's this then? It's a drink. Well, I can see that, but well, what's this about? He just shoves it into his hands. I thought you could use a drink. Um, there's a moment of silence, and then he looks at it and says, well, maybe I do, maybe I do, and then he, you know, dips his nozzle deep in it. You, uh, you have any scouts that need looking at? I, I think they're uh, all um, more or less unscathed. You could have a look, of course, at, um, the one I hear you freed from the rack. He has been moaning. Moaning? Moaning, yes, moaning. He's in pain. Do you have anything for the pain? I've got something for the pain. Why don't you come along with me? Well, he's right over there. Um, he's going to go right over there and kind of just wait for Roar to, to catch up. I hope I'm saying that name right again. That's fine. Yeah, uh, he comes trundling with, uh, you know, a hand uh, in his belt and the other uh, on the tankard. What can I do for this dwarf that was on the rack? Well, you could ease his pain. Uh, that sounds like a, herb- like a herbalism test. I think I'll do that. And obviously I'm I'm making a big show of like acting like I know what I'm doing in front of him, if in front of Roar. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> um, 
Mm-hmm. You know how we can do this? We could do a linked test. You could do the herbalism, and if you do well, that could increase your chances of, course, persuading him to see how valuable you are. Okay. You make an, a, a herbalism test to aid his ma- man, and yeah. then if you do well, that will increase your chances on a follow-up test, say, course persuasion, since you want to persuade him, right, that, that you're good people, if you wish. So let's do it that way. So let's let's see how you do with the herbalism. The, the guy you freed from Iraq is, he's stable, but he's the one that had the least water, the least food, and uh, the one they, the, the goblins took out there's sadistic pleasure on the most. Oh, jeez. Um, he's, he's been cut on a little, and, and of course, the rack. And, uh, his, all his uh, tendons and ligaments and stuff are, you know, swollen. And uh, I could for, I mean, I only have three dices and, and three dices, three dice and herbalism, so I'm thinking of something I could fork in. Anatomy? No. For a ply, yeah. Yeah. Anatomy? Okay. If I, if I would be really nice, I'd let you fork it infection wise too. Are you being really nice? Fine, fine, fine. And let's see if you can discover any any more forks that you can possibly use. It was touched upon earlier in the session when you wanted to treat the other dwarf. Yeah, cure G, but well, soothing no. platitudes. There you go. Okay, so <laughs> so I have three, four, five, six, six dice. The obstacle is going to be three if you want to do a good job and impress uh, Roar and uh, relieve the pain and some of the discomfort. Okay. So one, two, you have three, three successes. Yes, I do. I don't have uh, any fate points, so I can't explode that six. Oh, okay. Well, there's no real cause to do it quickly or diligently or any other I have way, none. So. <laughs> I have none. I couldn't do it if I wanted to. All right, but that means you succeed. So you can take an advantage dice forward to course persuading Roar that, uh, you know, look, look what I did, right? So now that you've treated the the hurt dwarf, you've, you've probably bandaged his, you know, ligaments with, uh, I don't know, herbal wraps, something. Yeah, and gave him food and water. Obviously, he's much better, you know, and he he uh, thanks you in a weak way, but um, there's thanks at least. So yeah, uh, Roar is standing there and and looking down, and he looks vaguely relieved. Vaguely, he looks somewhat relieved. How do you go about this persuasion? Well, obviously, I'm going to you know, stand up, turn, and any anybody else need my care? Um, I don't think so. You slurp, slurp. No, no, I'm I'm fine. I don't need any more feet help, foot help. Is there anything else I can do for you? It has been a long day. You've got a lot of people to look over. Maybe I could lend you a hand. Um, not nothing that comes to mind, really. I really should get back to the patrolling, overseeing duties. Well, and uh, about to turn. Yeah, wait a second. Do you want to borrow my pony? Just getting around things a lot easier. <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Borrow po- what? <laughs> the pony. He has a pony. I thought you borrowed that pony to, um, you loaned it out to, um, what's his face, Rory, so he wouldn't have to walk on his uh, bum foot. I did, but that was ages ago. I didn't know he still needed it. It was ages ago in sessions, but it was like a day or two ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind on that one then. Uh, i got to think of something else I could give him. I think you're being a little circumspect. What I mean is you're being maybe a little cagey and reserved. You have coarse persuasion, right? That's slapping people's backs and tugging their beards and going, uh, you know, look, it'll all turn out for the best. Oh, okay. Well, then, you know, walk right up and smack his back. (laughs) (laughs) Whack. (laughs) Not like that. All right. 
And what do you say? Well, what kind of what what argument are you putting forth? That that's a good. If nobody, if um, you were so I don't want to say. I do want to say it, and I don't want to say oh. it. I have got something in my head. All right. It sounds good on paper, but it probably sounds terrible in person. Well, if you aren't dead yet, it's not the end of the battle. <laughs> if you if you aren't dead yet, you know things will look up, you know, sort of thing. Okay, that, that's a, that's a cool start. And why should he like you? Besides the the obvious fact, how can you use helping the dwarf to your advantage in in the the speeching part of this? Okay, well, well you should, okay, I, uh, I, you should just be obvious, like nail no, on the head. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I know what I'm doing. I can help right. you and yours. <laughs> it would be on your best interest. I don't know. You know what? Maybe it's tough to to really really communicate with him since he's in a mood, and that's why you're having trouble. And you know, he threatened you, and and you uh, considered blackmailing him back. So maybe that's why this is so incredibly awkward. <laughs> I think, yeah, probably. Because I'm just thinking back to the moment where you you just schooled Sled with his uh, his uh, angry "you ruined my eye" thing. No problems. But now when you're here, it's like um, er, er, I'm you know. Er. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, player not knowing what to say rather than the character. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That happens. But it sounded in the beginning at least like uh, you try and course persuasion, and the way you put things sounds totally like you're forking in soothing platitudes. Like you know, if you're not dead, still in the fight. <laughs> yeah. If you're not dead, you're not down or whatever. So we can we can go to the test and see how things go and uh, take it from there. Okay, so so that would be course persuasion. That's uh, two. It's a two. Yes. And you got an advantage die for uh, successfully treating his man? So three, yeah. and then four for soothing platitudes. And feel-wise, he wasn't really talking that much. Well, you are s- s- attempting to sell the idea. Yeah. You're useful, right? Yeah. So I'd, I'd allow that, yeah. So two, three, four, five. You know, he. I'm going to say he's in a, in a vaguely... Uh, Less than fantastic states. So I'm going to lower the obstacle from five to four. Jeez, oh, I wish I had more dice to use. You can add up to three persona points on any one test, and that will grant you three uh, dice. I'll, I'll throw three at it. Okay, and since Arta does not count toward uh, factoring uh, dif- the difficulty of tests, this counts as the four dice versus an obstacle of four. So it's a difficult test, however you play it. All right, so I have eight dice. Ooh. One, two. You have four. So, yeah, uh, he visibly warms up a little. You, you think you even see the, the ghost of a smile uh, beneath the beard and the froth from the beard. And uh, I think, uh, you know, he puts his hand on your shoulder and says something to the tune of, um, this good you're with us. Good you're with us. And then he slurps up the last of the beer, gives you the tankard, and wanders off. Okay, that's about as much as I'm going to be able to do. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't cross that one off yet. I'd say you succeeded after a fashion. What's the exact belief again? Uh, Persuade for to like slash trust me. Well, maybe not (laughs) trust implicitly, but yeah, I'd say you'd shave that off. Okay, I can shave it off. So, um, yeah, he, he, uh, he wanders off and you're left there, uh, with the scouts. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do or do you, would you like to just go back to your, um, 
usual duties. There's, there's some strange dwarf over by um, Fror. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you can come <laughs> that. Yeah, I was. I'm actually was thinking about going to introduce myself. Okay, well let's have that. Mm-hmm. So you're over by the wagon, or you, you go there, I guess. Yeah, give the tanker back to Ulfkill, obviously. Uh, to to apprentice, you know, because Ulfkill's over gesticulating right now by the prince. You see this odd-looking dwarf with uh, what looks like human-style, slightly odd clothes uh, in, in garish colors. He has either tattoos or, like, elaborate henna-style paint on his arms and parts of his face. Uh, he has eye makeup of a kind, and he looks a bit on the grungy side. Uh, and he's he's standing near the wagon and uh, and sort of looking intently at the burn victim floor. One of his hands is sort of it seems like he's not even aware of what he's doing when he's standing there, but one of his hands is sort of going up and down, and his fingers are moving sort of like spider legs. Okay, so my first. Concern is for my patient, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm going to march right up there and go. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just seeing that scene from uh, from Fear and Loathing where uh, they uh, rent a car and the car rental agent's like, "God damn hippies!" Sorry. What are you doing? Uh, he snaps back to sort of the present and says, "Oh, I did not see you come up there." Are you the one who treated this one? Yes. I see. Well done. I have not seen much finer um, surgeon work anywhere, really. And I have been to some places on the surface, let me tell you. This kind of interesting. Gives him a a quirked brow because it's like he heard on the surface. Like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to be rude. So he's going to do a real quick visual check, make sure he didn't do anything strange to his patient. He has not touched him. Okay. Just hold out his hand. Name's Slate. Uh, he holds out his, and he says, Mine is Torir. Take it you uh, know him? Oh, your patient. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm a new arrival here in the dark. But uh, your prince, I assume he is your prince as well. Well, he asked me to have, uh, to look into some of the spirit activities. And I thought, well... Why not look at one of the spirit's victims? There may be traces or other interesting things about him. He's probably going to get a uh, flack from this, but this actually intrigues Slate. No end. <laughs> <laughs> I assume he's probably heard people are talking about the ghost lady, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah, yeah like, you've heard like crazy rumors, and you you were there yeah, and, and sure. the old like, when he was raving about evil yeah, spirit. When you're busy stitching him up and fixing his face, he's busy blathering all about the evil elf ghost spirit. Yeah, he's he's made his own judgments about that, but um, kind of blinks and goes, wait a minute, explosive fiery ghost lady is real? This is what I hear, and I see burns on this dwarf, unless your master brewer decided to burn his own apprentices, and it, that seems unlikely based on his disposition. Um, details. Well, now you have them. So, what do you think you could do about this uh, fiery lady? Well, we shall see. Would you mind terribly to aid me in a slight uh, bit of um, interrogation? Depends on what it is. Well, I would need the help of your patient here, but it appears he is senseless at present. I could possibly call or make him recall a little bit of... No, I would rather hope you would help prevent him hurting himself. 
I see he's restrained, but perhaps you could hold him? I could do that. All right, then. Then he bids you climb up and hold the dwarf, and he climbs up into the wagon as well, and he uh, digs into a little pouch, and he uh, fishes out what looks like dried mushrooms, and he motions to stuff them down the your patient's mouth. Okay. Is there a better way to do that? (laughs) Since he's unconscious and may choke. This is really the way. If, If you object, I could find other avenues of investigation. He doesn't trust that other avenues. Depository? (laughs) (laughs) Just going to let him do it and just keep a very close watch on him. Right. Since you have to run, uh, I'm just going to take this in brief. So he stuffs the mushrooms down, uh, the dried mushrooms down Thor's mouth, and he claps his hand tightly over uh, the mouth, and he makes some, to your mind, nonsense motions, and then slaps him on the forehead. And the moment he does that, Fror eyes shoot open, but they're all sort of rolled back into his head, and he he starts to sort of and and starts to thrash. Uh, but you manage to keep him still. Tor leans close, with like his ear close to his fist, where he's holding uh, Fror's mouth, and he's sort of nodding to himself, like yes, yes, yeah, ah, yes, yes. Go back to sleep, go back to sleep, go back to sleep. And he slaps uh, his face again. And Fror stops thrashing. You narrowly assure that he's not, you know, tearing his bandages off or something. But yeah. it's, it's, yeah, on, on the hair there. And then, uh, uh Tori climbs down and says, uh, well, that was informative. Thank you for your assistance, Slate. You're welcome. Not entirely sure what I did, but you're welcome. Did all you had to do. Now, uh, I have to see about some business. So, um, thank you for your assistance again. And, uh, if we meet again, wonderful. He turns away. That is one cool dwarf. <laughs> cool dwarf. <laughs> I was sure you were going to say, that is one weird dwarf. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, that's a character, too. It's, it's like, I'm interested now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, um... I guess we could, uh, we should address some of your other beliefs here. I've, I've really been hammering, well, hammering is the wrong word, but we were seeing to Slate's beliefs, and I should uh, remind me that we should reward Slate two persona points for achieving uh, the Burn Dwarf and all that. Let's see. And Flint, I think you've pursued a bit of information on the Goddamn family, but you haven't really pressed the issue when um, <laughs> Ulfkill mentioned the spirit didn't like you very much, or your family at least. Don't know if there's an, enough to press. <laughs> and just imagine how she she reacted badly to the ring. Just how badly she react to an actual Goddardam. <laughs> I'm not particularly thrilled to meet the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you're not going to be part of the... Uh... But you have to come. First, it is in your beliefs, so uh, you, you should obviously come. <laughs> because because if you can talk to her, you can find out why she doesn't like your family. <laughs> That's it. There, there's this phrase uh, that's in the Goddardam family. It's known as playing with fire. In this case, literally. <laughs> but we might need a distraction. And you're perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I see. And I'm, I'm the tastiest one. <laughs> you know, Fandral, all you have to do is give Flint a task. And he pretty much has to do it because that's the beliefs <laughs> and instincts. <laughs> Flint, distract him. Or her. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know uh, if we want to cut forward a bit to after the surfacer has had uh, a bit of um, 
of privacy. I, I guess we can this we say this time. I, I describe as much as I can of the area around the uh, the brewery. Maybe there may be more than one entrance to it, but I only, we only found the one. Perhaps you mean the, the brewery that's on fire. That that would be a good landmark. The en- the entrance collapsed. Yeesh, I forgot that. Okay, yes, it it did. We'll maybe prepare some nice. Oh, some wet blankets that we can throw over people if they're on fire. Uh, my liege, <laughs> that's, that's she, a good she, she makes wet things burn. You did put out the fire on on Flora's leg at one point, so so it's possible to um to douse it, mm, smother it at least maybe. I don't think a bucket of sand would be out of place. I. <laughs> <laughs> So, blankets, maybe sand or gravel or, or something to smother fire. And uh, what else do you do? How, how do you go about going to this uh, brewery, if that is what you're doing? Well, that's what we were doing before. I was just describing the, the way we, the make to it, and then we are looking yeah. at the maps to see where it is, and maybe the maps might show another way into it. I mean, if it's a brewery, it has a source of water, and they found a source of water, so maybe this, it's the same, maybe going back down those tunnels, coming up into the brewery that way. Okay, that was the other way in my uh, mind, but... But also, there's that well that he fell down into. That well probably was somewhere near where the brewery was, so that they may all be part of the same system. That I can believe, they're part of the same cave system, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm well, sure I'm to, a, a little detective work and scouting will help. I'm, I'm trying to get at, uh, how would you like to go about finding your way to the brewery? Would you prefer to have a team dig out the collapsed entr- entrance? Oh. Would you prefer to find a secondary entrance? Yeah, we want to make sure we get all the entrances and exits from the place. I've been in several breweries. I could probably suss out, at least on the map, if there's a map, if the map shows the brewery where it was, where things would be in most breweries to have an mm-hmm. idea where, where, where other entrances may have been. That would be actually, that would be a, a, a beer wise thing, wouldn't it? No. Or, <laughs> so it'd be a, it'd be a, it'd be a brewery, well, brewery wise, but I don't know if you really, um, so, uh, if I'm gathering this correctly, you would like to use brewing to figure out if there are secondary entrances and how many. Yeah. So can I fork in Cooperage, Cooper? Um, why not? Uh, let's give me uh, four dice. Th- this would be a graduated test just to figure out. Like, uh, uh, yeah. How much. One. So I guess the uh, Opal Breweries don't follow traditional dwarven architecture. <laughs> <laughs> they're, a couple, they're a couple hundred years old, so you know, or at least uh, how old Fandral is. <laughs> Probably older than battle. With one success, uh, I think you can figure out that they would definitely have uh, more than one entrance. Where exactly it would be would depend a little on where the outlying forges and coopers and such were situated. So you can yeah. make a better guess once you get there. But there's certainly was- there's certainly more than one entrance. The main front one is collapsed, as previously mentioned. Yeah. So what kind of test would that be? Just a routine test then, or yes, routine brewery brewing. Anyway, point the things out on the uh, on the map and sort of you know. Well, this is my. I think there may be an interest here. This there may be a well there. Uh, I really did not get a good look of the of the lay of the of the brewery. It was dark and then it was on fire. We'll have to scout it when we get there. Yep. Things you need to do then is to scout it, and then if you want to open up the fallen down entrance, that's the the fallen in. The collapsed entrance, you'd have to excavate it. That's too um, much work and about zero stealth. With the possibility of a uh, vengeful spirit attacking, we're probably not going to be there digging out entrances. We'll be looking for all the other entrances and exits. 
you know, let's make this a uh, linky link test. Uh, so Ulfkel succeeded in his brewing test to figure out if there are uh, more entrances. Uh, let's see if our tunnel-wise, hold-wise flint can uh, locate one or more. We'll certainly give it a try. You're getting an advantage die for for uh, Ulfkel's success. Do I help with cartography? Yes, you could totally help. In that case, that sounds like I have six dice. Three plus the advantage die, plus forking in uh, history and tunneling, plus assistance from the print. History, where do you get history? Well, see, how can I do this? (laughs) Okay, the the, the reason why uh, Ufkel didn't have uh, much luck with this is because this is an old design. They don't follow the the new and modern dwarven brewery designs. So you have... You have to know a little bit of clan history and how things were organized back in the day. Mm, maybe reaching, but I'm feeling generous. So yeah, <laughs> we'll work with generous. Generous has its place. <sighs> well, nope, that's three three successes. That's that's a nice even split then. Yes, that's all you need. Taking this in sort of fast forward mode, I'm, I'm, I imagine you might take Ty or Froomey or someone else with you, and c- you consult the maps. Down the side Battle. street, that's where the wagons would have been. Yeah. There's your, that's where your entrance is going to be. Yeah, so I, I, I would imagine this little, like, montage where, where you know, Fandle shows you the maps and, and you, you go into the underway ahead, right? And you mm-hmm. scout out and you, you notice, you know, side passages and, and uh, you know, maybe a service tunnel of sorts from the coopery directly into uh, the brewery. That'll work. Oh, and yeah. uh, the, that was a routine, of course. I know my way around these dwarven cities. <laughs> <laughs> You've been running around them for quite a while. So uh, here's a question: how how many dwarves do you take? Do you uh, is it just a handful of you, or well, we this would be a handful question, I guess. Yeah, we definitely will have Thor. Thorir, how you pronounce his name? <laughs> Thorir, you can say Thorir. Thor. I'm going to say Thorir. He uses the same runes as you do. It's just that he pronounces them differently. Couple actors and a uh, couple scouts. I, I actually uh, would prefer just to take Ty, since all the other scouts need their rest and recovery. And Ty, yeah, he, he's, he excels at running, so. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. You, you, you guys are the, the two, I guess, who, who would discover sure. the service tunnel and that, and, and you can double back to the the rest of um, the experts and Fandral and, and Ulfkel and, and the dwarf, the surfacer. So I guess and you have a little council outside the brewery. Or no, the cooperage. That's in the cooperage, possibly, yeah. yeah. Is this place is in the same state as the brewery? It's been cleaned out. You know, whoever ran it seems to have taken whatever they could with them. The only thing left would be the fire pit for firing the uh, the barrels and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, wow. it's like a, a little ghost place, vaguely mm. echoey. All right, so, Dar, do you need anything from us? Well, I could go about uh, treating with the uh, spirit, and that would possibly be best to do alone, unless someone has a bright idea or an inspiration or some... uh, Treat with it. Treat with it? (laughs) (laughs) I I thought we were going to to destroy it. Well, see if we need to first. You mentioned that it uh, warmed... She killed one of my people, and she killed Scully, or... I don't know if she's. I don't know, don't know if she's I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> we did give him persona to um, keep him alive. Yes. 
Yeah, when you were scouting around, Flint, you didn't see any sign of Scully, did you? Someone screaming in pain, abject pain, or, 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 well, in this case, maybe just sitting there drooling as he drinks from the cup. <laughs> well, Ulfkel, consider this my kind of scouting. And if it needs to happen, then surely we'll find a way to get rid of it. Good enough. <laughs> I think that's Ulfkel for yes. <laughs> All right, then. I will see if I can find this amulet of yours, of your story. And I suppose if you hear screaming, it will either be too late or uh, I'll be coming down this tunnel at a frightful pace. We'll listen for the screams. (laughs) (laughs) Mountain dwarves are so dour. Not enough sunshine. Yeah. (laughs) I will point out that so far, Ufka has not had a drink. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I'm doing, I'm doing the inverse of my instinct. You don't appear to be suffering much for it. Yet. Not yet. Yet, yeah. Okay, so Torrid sweeps his mantle about him, and then he uh, walks down the corridor into the brewery. Fandral will follow, keeping him just in sight. Okay. Anyone else following? Too many cooks spoil the broth, but I will stand near the entrance of the, of the tunnel just to listen. I'll be at the prince's side. I actually know something about being stealthy. I'll say yes to that. <laughs> you, you know, you, you can probably keep yourselves quiet, especially with, with Flint there to sort of... I'll make sure I have one of the blankets for smothering any flames with me. <laughs> All right. You see the surfacer walk into the the brewery and he looks around. Uh, it's not burning. It's uh, very dark. It's a little different. Uh, okay, none of you were there, so I shouldn't say different. Mm-hmm. There's a strong, pungent kind of smell, though, of, of burning. Uh, there's mm-hmm. this uh, thin mist crawling about this this rack of former brewing equipment. No, and not a hint of nog. No, in fact, not. Ooh, interesting. Maybe, maybe she found a vessel. <laughs> <laughs> it's this vast, like, space where clearly uh, a whole lot of brewing on a massive scale took place at one point. Um, and he, he paces around and kicks the dirt a little. Uh, and then you hear an, an echoey voice in the distance. Uh, he hears it too, and he, he whirls about and peers into the, the half-light you see this very sooty figure shambling out of a corner of this vast space, addressing the surface dwarf with a, a very raspy voice. You, you can't make out at all what he's saying. The surfacer answers. They have a short little back and forth. Can't make out any of it. Hmm. Good be, point. Uh, perception or uh, observation? Yeah. Let's make it an all four perception to make out to make it something coherent. To really strain your ears, you can help each other. Really? <laughs> did he say turd or did he say word? Yeah, something like <laughs> that. Like, totally. Well, let's see. I am unskilled at observation, so that's not. No, no, no. This is a pure perception test. Perception. Uh, you're not trying to find anyone who's hiding. You're just trying to listen to see, hear the oh, words. I'll help. Does that give me two extra? Uh, yes. A perception yes, five. of five, yes. I've got keen ears. What's the obstacle? Four, four. A lot of eights versus fours today, or a few, uh, anyway. Oh. Yay! That's four. That's four. So, you strain your ears, and you hear Torres say, are you one of Ulfkel's dwarves? And <laughs> you hear this sort of raspy affirmation, you think, from the, the, the sooty figure. Torres bids him identify himself. 
there's just a, an exhalation, a dusty kind of exhalation, and then the figure crumples toward warily moves over to him and sort of pokes him with his toe, leans down, and appears to be sort of brushing soot away from his features. He looks at him for a little while, and then um, he looks around as if uh, that's not what he was looking for, and he leaves the figure, starts walking around again and searching for something on the ground, picks a few things up, throws them away, and then it seems he found something glittering, gleaming, strangely untouched by soot or anything. Appears to be some kind of um, pendant, if your eyes are not deceiving you. He pockets that. At any point, is it possible to fetch the sooty figure without, you know, is there a break between line of sight between the surfacer and... You, you, can, you can totally stealthy inside there and, and have a peek if you want. Or, or drag, a, attempt to drag the, the figure out if that's what you Well, we, well first thing is to ascertain, did he fall over dead or, or did he just pass out? So well, he, he said crumpled. So that could also mean that you, you get there. It's not a. It's 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 a it's a pile of bone, burnt bones. Was it a dwarf shaped? Sure, it could be a dwarf shape. Yeah. Well, there was an affirmation that it was one one of ours. So uh, I, I'm going to assume that in in the panic with Ufkel that he lost someone. And oh, he did. Kaim, unless Kaim. Kaim and uh, and uh, Scully. Yeah. Were, uh, were trapped inside both. Well, Kaim was certainly burned to death. According to Ufkel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with, with the, the uh, approval of the prince, we'll sneak on over and uh, see if we can ascertain who this is and what their stats is. I think I'll uh, put my hand on his shoulder and go point at his ring there. He's like, maybe you're not the person for this. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, but he, he's one of ours. And we'll get him. Let's wait a, a minute, see if anything else happens. Yes, sir. <laughs> see if a tour finds the chalice of the palace. Uh, I believe that's the chalice with the malice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the brew that's impure. After about a minute, a tour becomes, starts to return toward the tunnel. Well, we can either retreat and uh, wait for him back with Ufkel, or we can... Stand up and pretend we're walking towards him, saying, like, you've been gone a while. Are you okay? <laughs> don't know that I want uh, Flint to go too far in there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, let us, let's, let's retreat back to Ufkel, then, before he catches up with us. So he comes out of the, the brewery, and, uh, he, you know, his fingers are a little sootier than before, but he doesn't look um, disturbed or distraught or anything like that. He fishes out the opal necklace. Aye, that's it. Which is strangely untouched by flame or soot or anything. Oh, um, all done without any screaming. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find them? Did you find Scully and Kaim? I would not be terribly impressed myself. I would say the spirit is gone from here. I did not find did, any traces of it at all. Did you find the? Did you find both bodies? Both bodies. It wanted us to drink from the from the chalice. I think I did we not may see have a chalice. A... I did see perhaps a body that is perhaps one of yours. Just perchance have to see a battle axe. I did not look for one, but it is uh, wreckage in there. It could be buried in all the filth. Well, if the spirit's gone, then we, we should recover our comrade. But I where? think it should be safe. The chalice is gone, 
and there's you found a body. <laughs> well, we're already on the way down there. So while you're talking with him, we're going. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm going. I, I push right past the prince and just hit hit on in. <laughs> oh, now the spirit's gone. <laughs> Look who's so brave. Yeah. <laughs> she was there. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want her to go. Aha! And then start attacking us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I get to the body first, then, and then look down and look at it very. And is it is it bones or is it a burnt body or what? If you start looking around, it's it's just a mess uh, unless uh, someone points. You know, I will look over is. here and direct <laughs> to coincidentally look right where uh, we saw the figure collapse. Yeah, I go there and look at and what what what, what do I see? You see a sooty, messy heap of a dwarf who's been clearly engulfed. There's just a, a sooty tatter of a cloak, blackened armor. And the face has been, been more or less spared, and it's been dusted of some of the soot, clearly. And it seems to be Scully. Scully. Uh, you're not sure if he's alive or not. I put my head to his, my ear to, ear to his chest and listen. Do I hear anything? No. Do not hear anything. Get my knees and put my this head on his chest and, you know, no, not Scully. Let's get him back to sleep. And then he rattles to life. It's like uh, this sort of horrible, deep, rattling, phlegmy cough that just rolls out of him in a series. <laughs> and he's sort of tossing under you. I do the most inappropriate thing for a person who's been, who's been injured. I grab a hold and hug him. Oh, you're alive! <laughs> <laughs> Get off him, old cow. Get off him. He's been through enough. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, over here, over here. All right, the, the axe bearers come rushing. Rig up a litter and put him on that and carry him out. All right. I, you know, I had my hammer out and I said, well, you didn't find it? Start looking and start, I just start smashing the thing apart. I'm looking to see if I can find the damn chalice. I have a vague idea where it was. Yeah, yeah, you are on a mission, so that's that's no worries. It's in a corner, in some soot, the remnants of some some uh, crates. It's sullied from its its fall and such, but it appears otherwise untouched, unmelted, uh, anything like that. My hammer is upraised, and then I stop and I just hiss and pull back. Literally, <laughs> hiss and pull back. It's here. The fell thing is here. Are you sure you want to uh, <laughs> invite oh. the greed of the dwarves? <laughs> Think for a second. I stop. No. I turn to the hippie dwarf. I turn to the thorier. You, come here. All right. He wants us over. Uh, okay, so you don't scream, you know, here it is. Yeah, yeah. I actually say, yell at him, you, know, you come here. Okay, okay. So he saunters over. I point to it. Is that thing is oh. corseled? Then I step back and, and hold my hammer ready to beat him into the ground if he gets enchanted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, he bends near it and and uh, gives it a, a sort of flick with his uh, middle finger, and it gives off a, a sort of almost silly, unreal musical note. Mm. He says, I, I couldn't say. Perhaps it is and perhaps it isn't. We should probably take it with us, don't you think? Don't touch it. Fandrel's over there. Now. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, they're, cause, yeah, they're standing there and they're bent over and so forth. Assuming I don't have to make any sort of steel test. You don't care one whit for craftsmanship. It's pretty, but it's not that pretty. All right. It's dented, too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's solid and it's not actually dented. Or did I say that last session or something? No, no, it's, it's, it'd, be, it'd be better if it's not dented, because it means it heals itself. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we should 
leave well enough alone. This stupid thing has cost us enough. I say I set my forges up and melted down into gold, melted down to its base metal. Well, my Fritz says, Horir, um, perhaps I could uh, glean some useful information from it. It seemed to be the source of this spirit's, well, power or whatever you want to call it. I don't want that thing coming back to my camp. Very well, then. There's forges here, my yeah. liege. We could probably melt it down here in one of the forges around here. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Did you bring a bushel of coal yeah. with you? We don't have time for that. Maybe, maybe this is a future mission. While, while they're talking about this here, Chalice, uh, mm-hmm. Flint is scouting about, seeing if he can find that wayward axe. And Kime's body, too, if it's... If it, if, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, if I stumble across that. Sure, you find some still smoking charred bones Ooh. and uh, what seems to be melted belt buckles and such. That got hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Slate can do anything with this one. Collect his remains for uh, proper burial. I. That's not pleasant. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we could take one of our fire blankets and scoop everything into that and make a bundle. Where's Kim? Point, point. <laughs> What's left of him? And what about that axe? The, the one yeah, that, I was, was going to ask. That sounds like a perception test. Sure, we can do that. Should be that. You know exactly what you're looking for, too, so uh, just make it a two. It's two fives and three ones, so I guess that's a success. (laughs) You do find a badly burnt haft and the uh, axe head, which is sooty, but otherwise fine. It's fixable. So I'm, I'm just watching watching Tor uh, uh, do wherever he is, sort of glean where he can from. But I think once he's done, I'm going to start making. Well, it. the the prince said we should leave it. So so um. Oh, he's really he's not. He's not actually doing anything to it. He's just stepping away. I didn't want it back in my camp. If he wants to do something with it here, okay. That's not. That's, that doesn't appear the way to be the way he took it. He he is uh, stepping away. Oh, if it's I, such an evil hazard, maybe we should bury it or something. I was thinking of. There's probably a loose stone from the fall. We can probably at least build a cairn around it. So inspecting others, fifteen dwarves won't run into it. Unless that invites investigation. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's that. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't thinking of building you know, a little monument to the thing. I just buried and forgotten is actually what I was planning on. You know the lore. Cursed things are never lost. They always get found again. No matter what we do, someone will find it. That's what the songs <laughs> say. Anyway. Make it quick. <laughs> Make it quick. That's, that, that's their problem, though. <laughs> okay. Well, you can always scoop some soot and, and debris over it. That's fine. A half-assed job, if you ask me. Oh, I believe this burnt husk of an axe is yours. You'll need yeah. a little maintenance. Well, I do have black metal artificer, and I have a carpentry, so I can probably make a new half for it. Yeah, no worries. Actually, I should probably should roll those. So I actually get some skill, get some test on those things. <laughs> later, later. <laughs> so uh, uh, hold up uh, a bundle. So it's like, unfortunately, Kim did not make it. Yeah, I go over and uh, pick up and this Did you trailer. put him in a sack? <laughs> I, I, I put the remains in a blanket and then close oh, the oh. Okay, 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 okay. So, yeah. so yeah, it's, 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 it's just her cradles a bundle and, you know, I got to check him. Yeah, Flint kind of like shies away from that. <laughs> like, I, I don't think he can hear you. Well, Tor, is there anything else you can learn here? Well... I could perhaps take a look at the chalice, but it seems your friend Ulf Kalir is a bit um, 
paranoid about it. Well, what about the amulet? Uh, if it has such purported properties, maybe there's something special about it. Well, that would, I, it's something I think you would know better than I. Um, I'm not well versed in your mountain craftsmanship. Well, I, I do happen to know a thing or two about st- stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a clan history thing, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, let's just throw down dice, because, you know, it never hurts to throw down a dice. <laughs> Yeah. So what do you want to know? What do you want to figure out? Maybe a little bit of history behind the uh, Opal Brewery. Well, the fact that there's elves involved is is just making my teeth itch. It's untouched. That almost sounds like either it's your high dwarf magic or it's elf magic, one or the other. Yeah, and, and certainly we've ran across a lot of strange runes lately, so there may be some relationship there. Uh, if you want to know specifically about the necklace, you could go for stuff-wise. If you want to know more about the brewery and, and you know, histories surrounding it, that would be maybe clan history or ancient history. or. I'd like to go like with clan history and throw in a, uh, just a touch of stuff-wise about the specific item and its relationship to the history of this place. All right, I, I can buy that. I'll help with history. Okay. Thank you, because I think I'm going to need an extra die, unless yeah. I can throw a fade at this. Did I specify it? Uh, no, I, I like rolling before you specify an obstacle, because <laughs> that complicates things. He's a, he's a premature roller. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there's the dice. I would say this is an ob four. Yeah, well, we'll throw a fate because we're, we're not doing well here. Okay, I see two successes. Yes. <laughs> and they just go downhill from there. It's pretty. Yeah, it's just really pretty. Uh, well, that, that sure uh, is pretty looking. I think it's just because I don't know ship from Shinola on this one. I think it's just symbolic of the uh, Opal Brewery itself. The mystery is probably behind what the spirit's relationship is to the brewery, as opposed to this symbol. Sounds like an excellent theory. Oh, well. Yeah, and, and then everything kind of went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, and, but uh, but uh, whether this has any relation to that is... is casually... Elves don't like us <laughs> and are willing to come back from the grave to express that. I think to be fair, you've only you've only met one living elf so far. Yes, but I've met two dead ones, or we as a company have met two dead ones. So right now they outvote the living. <laughs> they do have some kind of axe to grind against you, clearly, um, but that seems to be specific, right? Or so they claim. One had no trouble with a with an opal symbol, but uh, hated a Gotterdam symbol. The other was clearly ill disposed toward Fandral, but totally fine with Flint. Yeah, yeah. So they're fickle. Yeah, tell me something <laughs> new about uh, elves. It just the, the, the relationships back then were complicated. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure being dead hasn't helped any. However, you don't glean any any directly useful information about the necklace or its relation to um, the brewery or the opals. It's a fine necklace. Yep. Hmm. Totally untouched with soot and, and fire. Does it actually have a large opal in the ce- in the center? Why not? That sounds cool. It, it has a fire opal in the center. <laughs> <laughs> if if no one takes it out of his hands, Flint will hold on to it. You can do that. Well, I Absolutely. can't. I, I, my arms are full of time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We, we each have our own treasures. All right. Well, uh, Tor. 
clearly says that, uh, you know, unless you want me to poke the chalice, there's really nothing to see here. The spirit seems to be gone. I Perhaps it burned much. itself out. <laughs> You're welcome to investigate the chalice. I would not like to have that done in the middle of our camp. Well, then I shall do so. I wouldn't touch it with your bare skin. <laughs> it's, already, it's a little too late for that. You remember yeah, he dinged it. I figure because he's some sort of mage, like maybe he's got immunity or something. <laughs> You're starting to believe his uh, BS, aren't you? <laughs> yes. But look at the markings on his skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's got look to be at the bones. <laughs> well, yeah, you can do that too. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, he bends close in that case and and sort of uh, uh, sifts it out of um, its bed and and looks it over and smells it and and licks it. Ooh, he's really big at that. <laughs> Not that different than Nufkel, I guess. Indeed. <laughs> You definitely hear you definitely hear hear bones creaking when it's not from and it's not and the, the bones and and if kills hands when I see him doing that uh, as I stated earlier if dwarves can't brew it they'll eat it <laughs> they taste everything <laughs> he does a number of things like uh, you know weird stuff like he takes a handful of soot and he smears it around it around its rim and yeah peers at it mystically and stuff but uh, at length he just stands up and lets it fall to the ground. Uh, it makes that strange musical note when it hits the ground, right? Oh, yes, of course. It totally sounds much heavier than it is. That <laughs> is, from what I can tell, simply a chalice. I turn to one of the axe bearers and hand him, hand him the, the body, take out my hammer, and I will smash that thing flat. <laughs> <laughs> it deforms under your your uh, hammer quite handily. The, the look in, in Wolf Kill's eyes right now, no one wants to get anywhere near him. It, he's not just deforming it. He is pounding it into the stone floor. After, a, little, a, a little faster each time, each flow. After yeah, thing, that's, the thing that's, is that's a shame, says Tori. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to camp, then, if there's nothing more we can do here. Yeah. Yep. Damn thing. Damn, 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 <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Oh, it's dead. He'll find his way when he's tired. It <laughs> won't take long. <laughs> Just a second. I've had you're you're entirely sweaty and sooty, and you know your hair is on end, oh. and your beard is full of spittle. Oh, one and one more thing. He sort of stands back. You see him just lift up his uh, lift up his cloak a little bit. And all of a sudden, a yellow stream comes out. Yeah, full, <laughs> full desecration. <laughs> can't, can't complete the ritual without that, right? Then he spits at it, spits on it, walks away, and if I come back here, that thing's back in shape. I will burn this place to the ground and collapse, collapse this room. All right, so uh, I think <laughs> for today, that's where we leave you guys. All right, then, when he gets back, he goes on a monumental bender. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> got him back. <laughs> it's part of the wake for Kime. So, as previously stated, Slate should have two persona for, his, uh, com- com- for completing his beliefs. Let's go to your beliefs. Start with Fandral. You did, in fact, find Scully or his remains. So that is the persona point. I'd say you observed whether or not the dwarf ally could deal with the vengeful spirit. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Uh, but it's certainly a fate point. I'd say that. No ways into Scoria yet. No. Flint. Flint did Jack. Didn't help the ghost problem. Didn't help the door problem. Didn't find much <laughs> out about the Goddard dams. 
Phasing, Flint just gained frustration points. <laughs> well, I, I'd say you'd earned a fate for helping here and there. I mean, oh, Fandral was out to solve the ghost problem, and you were there, and you helped him with the perception tests and, and so forth, and you scouted as, you know, paths. Fair enough. Maybe you didn't solve it, but... Um, Contribute. Certainly. Okay, you didn't really scrounge or dig for any additional goddamn family. Well, maybe you did, actually. I should have warned you of fate for that. You attempted clan history to see about the Opal stuff and how that might have related. Failure is its own reward. (laughs) Failure or, you know, one one step further ahead on on the path. I wouldn't say Ulfkill necessarily got revenge for his apprentices. He did certainly try, and that's worth the fate. All right. At least he's relieved. Yeah. Yeah, in, in more than one ways, yes. <laughs> and I, I thought it was amusing that you played to your impulsiveness trait when you tweaked Tori's nose, so take a fate for that. Ah, all right. And why not? Let's, let's give all of you a Persona Embodiment Award. Yay. Yay. I'm, I'm feeling generous once now that I'm finally back to gaming. <laughs> Yay, generosity. Yay. Take it where you can before he wakes up. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's so, three persona for sleep when uh, Ari returns. Oh, uh, oh yes, yes. Uh, oh, so workhorse and MVP people. So not someone <laughs> not <Flint. laughs> uh, Someone who had a certain piece of gear to make a scene work, or a skill to get the other characters safely through danger, or just generally slaving away behind the scenes I think to make sleep. it all work. Pulled down a good bit of spotlight time and was actually uh, influential in people's behaviors and health. So uh, I'll throw a uh, slate a vote. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, so one more persona for slate then. So four all. Yeah, yeah. Huzzah! So the, who needs fate when you have persona, right? <laughs> Doesn't help you jack when you have sixes. Mm. Uh, and do you feel anyone was a most valuable player? Drove the story to, to its conclusion. I would say this is more of a in betweener episode rather than something pivotal. Pivotal. Mm-hmm. Pivotal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you can do that. I can't do that. So. <laughs> Good to have a skill, I guess. <laughs> and I, I guess I'm keeping my deeds to myself until you. Um, Mm-hmm. Unless we want to uh, give MVP to uh, our surfacer dwarf, since uh, he did a lot of skullduggery and mysticism and mumbo jumbo and managed to nah. that he's actually legit. Nah. If you want to be generous that way, I'm not going to stop you. Nah. nah. Sure. I don't, I, I, I don't know that I, I haven't seen him actually do anything yet, so I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not well, convinced. That seems to be two against one, so no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, right now, so he's, he's pretty much Cheech Wizard, then he is a real wizard or whatever. <laughs> the ability to foist that upon the prince and Ulfkel, I think, is actually commendable because his mumbo jumbo, apparently, he's been able to, to, to sell that to you two, even though you're both giving him negatives. A three. He also sold to Slate. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say maybe Slate and uh, and maybe Ulfkel, maybe, but I, I, I'm not sure if Fandral showed any direct indications of really believing anything he did. Well, it, it depends. Let's Out of character, let's ask the prince here. <laughs> did you give him the spirit-solving mission because you wanted the spirit solved, or to get rid of him? How are we asking the prince out of character? 
His, his, <laughs> belief, his belief is clearly, I will see, i.e. determine, if the new surface of dwarf ally can deal with the vengeful spirit. So it, it was a, a, an evaluation. Oh, oh So it's okay. a cagey way of getting rid of a spirit while seeing if, if he's true, right? Throwing at the spirit, see who wins. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win situation. Well, looks like he was a fake. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, now it's after us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, we did this, if you can do that scream, you get, definitely have to get the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so tired of that. I'm so tired of that. It's so overused. It's a fine scream, but it's a little over, over, all over. It, it's, it's a signature now. Anywho, huzzah! Mystery wandered. <laughs> solved is the little strong. I, I am. The ever skeptical Flint is going like, well, the spirit just didn't say, well, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, I, I barbecued a dwarf. I'm happy. Uh, you know, curse solved. Yeah, uh, gone on to the afterlife. He doesn't buy that for a sec. <laughs> the, these elven spirits like to hang around. Yeah, the fact that Scully's still alive. I mean, you know, yes, he's glad Scully's alive, but he also you will see that every so often the Ofco will just give Scully this sideways look. Like he's like he's just staring at him, wondering, is it is she and him? Ah, yes, finally, paranoia within the expedition. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this was all right. I uh, thought maybe yeah. we mm-hmm. had a, a slow restart, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's basically uh, you got to grease the wheels before we get up to speed by taking this mystery and. Clearing it up, we could focus on more important stuff like Flint's beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> it just, of course, now Ufko's wondering, reopen the breweries and there's Opal and I'm gonna burn that place down. What's, what's, um, uh, Black Rock like? Oh shit, I didn't realize I was kind of hitting that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Your characters are so ensconced in the narratives na- narrative now that <laughs> I didn't even realize I was I was teasing that belief. Like, are you sure you want to reopen the breweries or not? <laughs> Is it black? Was it Black Rock or what was it? The um... this was the Opal. Uh, oh, the other was Blackstone. Blackstone, yes. What the Blackstone breweries like? I may, we may have to go back to, go back to uh, Morrow and get a couple priests and do an exorcism. Right. I don't think that was part of the original plan. It wouldn't hurt. Or a blessing, one or the other. Blessing I can see. Bless this brew and may it continue to flow for many centuries. Thank you very much. And I think it is time to skedaddle. Yeah. Yep. Go. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, our podcasts are only like about an hour and a half long, aren't they? Yeah, but you have to get rid of an hour and a half of (laughs) crap. (laughs) Delightful banter. It's It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.